Good afternoon and welcome to the Entertainment Plaza Games, where once a week, every week, we try to give you what's hip and happening in the gaming community. I am your host, Brian Plaza, accompanied by my brother, Moses. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm doing good, dude. I uh, got out of work early today, so did you. So I'm feeling Heck good, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, I'm ready to do some uh, video game news. It's been a while since we've been on here. Um, you know, everybody's been going on vacation. You were in Puerto Rico. I was in Cancun, just living our best lives. So, you know, good to be back. Yes, sir. Like you said, we were out for a little bit. So we do apologize for that delay. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we do have our own lives. We like to have fun and stuff like that. But without further ado, we do have about four or five stories for you guys today. And we are going to dive right into it, starting off here with Overwatch 2, which is set to release very, very soon. Now, this is coming from IGN.com, written by Ryan Leston. And it's titled Overwatch 2 will replace the original game at launch. So, it's official, Overwatch 2 will fully replace the original Overwatch at launch. During a Reddit AMA, Overwatch 2 director Aaron Keller confirmed that the upcoming Overwatch sequel will replace the original live service when the game launches in October. When Overwatch 2 launches on October 4th, it will be a replacement for the current live service, he confirmed. In other words, the original Overwatch will no longer be playable once the new game releases. Instead, players who try to play Overwatch will be prompted to update to Overwatch 2. Blizzard is pursuing this model in order to retain a unified player base. Now, beforehand, there was a lot of controversy over what Overwatch was going to become when the new game was going to be released. Originally, they did say that uh, Overwatch 2 was going to be its own separate entity, its own separate game, and that um, while it was going to be free to play, it would be disconnected from Overwatch 1. Unfortunately, this is no longer the case. There are the pros and the cons to this. Um, yes, you know, they do get to keep their player base and the game is free to play. Unfortunately, we are no longer able to play the original game anymore. Um, to some people, you know, that's not a problem, stuff like that. To other people, they may not like the new Overwatch. And there could be a chance that they do lose quite a bit of players. Um, yeah. Like I said, uh, when the sequel was originally announced, Blizzard claimed that the Overwatch and Overwatch 2 players would be able to play side by side while playing the same game modes. Original plan allowed players to play on the brand new Overwatch 2 maps and as the new heroes. Then game director Jeff Kaplan said it was a shared multiplayer environment where no one gets left behind. In other words, PvP would have been possible across the two titles. Unfortunately now, it looks as though Overwatch will in fact be left behind. It will essentially roll right into Overwatch 2, which was already planned to retain old legacy content while adding new maps and systems. The fact that Overwatch 2 is free to play means this should be an easy enough transition since no players need to pay for the new game. Right. Now, two new heroes did get announced. Sojourn and Junker Queen. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the trailer or are interested in Overwatch 2, uh, Sojourn, I believe, doesn't have a trailer yet, but Junker Queen does, and it is absolutely amazing. Um, I would go ahead and watch that. They are getting rid of some of the uh, old ways Overwatch did play with their loot box system 
and stuff like that, they are now going towards a battle pass per se. Yeah, so which, one thing, um, not to cut you off, one thing I yeah, you're good. was that um, they are going away from loot boxes, but if you do have loot boxes from Overwatch 1, you need to make sure you open them. If you don't open them, they're going to open them for you, but you're not going to lose yep. anything. So essentially, you'll keep all that stuff and it'll transfer over to Overwatch 2. Yep, yep. So, you know, like you said, you're not going to lose nothing, but, you know, for the heck of it, just open them up. Like right. me, I have a bunch of you know, loot boxes that I was like, well, I have everything. So what the heck do I need to open them for? Um, now the good part about that is moving away from the loot box system. That means that, um, certain skins and stuff like that aren't going to be RNG anymore. They're not going to be really hard to obtain. You don't have to play, you know, an endless amount of hours to be able to, you know, chance a skin you want. Instead, with this Battle Pass system, you'll be able to work your way through um, certain skins, and then certain um, other skins will be uh, purchasable. Um, certain skins and stuff like that, most likely with the Overwatch currency um, and stuff like that, or really special ones, will be actual uh, money, like they do with yeah. um, League skins, which it's like five bucks to buy a League skin. It's not bad. Um but, you know, Overwatch is definitely making some changes. 6v6 is no more. We are looking at 5v5. So um, a lot of lots of new maps. Um, you know, I was reading about that, you know, 6v6 ain't no more. So now it's 5v5. Why they're doing away with 6v6, I don't know. Um, but, you know, for instance, someone like you who plays Overwatch, you probably have your, your five other boys or friends you know that you're pay playing with so now what you have to one right. person can't play who who gets to decide who isn't playing you know right um, one thing yeah. i did here too was that they may do something along the lines of you can have six people in your party but what will happen is one is a spectator almost like on a bench and then he can okay. come in and out he or she can come in and out of the game while and then somebody else goes, you know what I mean? Like, say you want to go get a drink or something, and then the next yeah. day, this, this other person can come in. And then they're also saying that may maybe later in the future, they'll bring back the 6v6. But I just don't get why they're changing the amount of people that you can actually have on there from 6v6 to 5v5, you know? Yeah, it is. It was a little awkward for us because um, that was definitely a concern. You know, who are we going to get to play? Um, yeah. Now, Overwatch has brought back you know, game modes with what they implemented in Overwatch 1 uh, for their um, ranked is they have um, everything now is you choose a either tank, DPS, or healer, and that's what you stay the entire match. Okay. Um, you're not able to change. Original Overwatch, you were able to choose whoever you wanted and change throughout the game whenever. They got rid of that, but they brought it back as a separate game mode. So you're still able to play it. It's just it's not no longer the main game mode. Gotcha. Um, it's just like a forever arcade game mode yeah. type. Um, I do see them doing something like that. Um, now the beta will be coming out shortly here for us console players. Um, I already uh, pre-purchased the beta. It is forty bucks. If um, you know, is interested in that, you'll be able to get a sneak peek of the game if you haven't already seen. Um, Wait, the beta costs forty dollars. Yeah, so early early access 
early access to play the game is 40 bucks. That's dumb for a free um, play game. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, so they were like, if you want to play it early, then here's this, you can test everything out and whatever. It's 40 bucks to play, which is essentially buying a legendary edition all over again. Okay. So it's like, if you never had the game to begin with, I guess the 40 bucks is kind of, you know, their way of making it up. Right. Um, you know, since they're making their new game free to play, um, to me, it wasn't horrible, you know, 40 bucks, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. I'm getting a new game anyways, and I get to test it out before it officially releases. Um, if anybody's interested in that, you should definitely hop in on it. It will be coming out for consoles very, very shortly. Now, on to story two here. Um, you want to take that over, Mo? Yeah, so speaking of Activision and speaking of Blizzard, you know, this kind of transitions pretty good into what I wanted to talk about was the fact that Activision Blizzard shareholders vote to keep CEO Bobby Kotek on board of directors. Now, just a little bit of a um, history on Activision Blizzard and Bobby Kotek. He is probably, I don't know, enemy number one right now in the gaming industry because of what he has allowed to go on in um, Activision Blizzard, you know, the, the makers of yeah. Call of Duty and Overwatch and a lot of games, a lot of good games. Um, so this this article is from Jessica Howard and it reads like this. Despite employees and shareholders repeatedly calling for Kotick's resignation, it looks as though he'll be around through 2023. That means that's only because that's when Microsoft will take over the purchase when the purchase of uh, Activision Blizzard goes through with Microsoft. It says, shortly after Activision Blizzard shareholders voted to approve a report looking into the company's anti-harassment efforts, the members also voted to approve its list of board of directors nominees, a list which includes current CEO Bobby Kotek. According to a document filed on June 21st, nearly 534 million shareholders voted in favor of the proposed board of directors, while only 62.5 million opposed the motion and 2 million abstained. Suffice to say, the proposed item passed easily. Wow, that's actually crazy. You would think that's a lot of shareholders, first of all. 534 yeah. million shareholders voted in favor of keeping Bobby Kotick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, it goes on to say, the vote comes after Kotick was repeatedly slammed for his part in maintaining Activision Blizzard's toxic work culture last December. Um, last December, the CEO was accused of hiding what he knew about harassment and assault allegations, as well as threatening to kill an assistant years prior. Wow. However, despite employees and shareholders repeatedly calling for Kotick's resignation, it looks as though he'll be around through 2023. As for if Kotick will remain CEO of Activision Blizzard, it's still too soon to tell. Right now, the company is in the process of being purchased by Microsoft in a historic $70 billion deal. Some reports claim Kotick will receive a $15 million golden parachute following the purchase and his exit is imminent, while others are unsure about what will happen following the acquisition. Earlier this month, Activision Blizzard released the results of its own internal investigation via its investor site. While the, the report did acknowledge individual instances of harassment, it claimed there was no evidence that senior executives ignored harassment and concealed information from the board. You know, I, I don't know what your thoughts are about this, but the fact that 534 million shareholders are still okay with a piece of crap like this being on the board of directors and being the CEO of this company 
is just blowing my mind. You know, it's you hear so much about all the negativity in the gaming industry and in the world in general now. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, there's still like people that are like, yeah, sure, why not? It's okay. Um, I don't know if they're just doing it because, hey, look, you know, 2023 is his last year because Microsoft is going to take over and, you know, his departure is imminent. But it just still strikes me odd that they're okay with a man like this still being the head of their company, even if it's just for another year, year and a half. So um, what are your thoughts on this? Myself, I can't believe that they still would let someone like that around for so long. Um you know, there, there's only so much that, you know, people can get or take um, and stuff like that from someone of his nature. Right. Um, you know, I I don't see what the benefit would be of keeping a man like him around. Um, I don't, you know, I don't understand it. Maybe there's, you know, a hidden something there that, you know, they're keeping him. Um, does that justify anything that he does? In my opinion, heck no. Um, right. He should just right. be, you know, get rid of. Um, but you know, the not everything goes how we want it to, unfortunately. Um, and there's another crook basically on the loose doing what he <laughs> wants. Um, so it's it's the sad reality um, we have to live with. Hopefully, things start to change soon, and when Microsoft kind of takes the reins, um, everything will get a little bit better. You know. Yeah, that's the interesting thing you said. It's like you, you it makes you wonder why they're voting for him. Like, what don't we know about this whole situation, you know? And, right. I mean, are they scared that more stuff is going to come out? You know, you as a shareholder, it's like, oh, crap, you know, I did a couple things that I shouldn't have, or I treated a couple people right. the way I shouldn't have, and if I don't vote for Bobby Kotick, you know, what's going to happen to me? So, um, yeah, that's, that's a good point you bring up there. But, you know, at it's a shame that they put out such great games. I mean, Call of Duty, that's ne- neither here nor there. Modern Warfare 2 right. was great. You know, um, Vanguard was trash. But, oh, yes. Well. And then now, you know, they have a huge game coming out in October. And it's like, you know, there's still so much, um, uh, su- such a dark cloud over the company when we should just be talking about the games and not this piece of crap that is running the company at right. the moment. But, I digress. On to story number three. All right. So story number three here, I am going to go ahead and dive into some Scarlet and Violet. Um, Man, as the time goes on, Pokemon just keeps getting more and more interesting. Um, They're just dropping hints left and right, riddles left and right, leaks are just coming out of nowhere. Um, The new thing that I'm going to be talking about today is that they are confirming that there will be a pre-order bonus. Um, Now, this is coming from Game Rant, um, written by Rory Young two days ago. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are going to be Nintendo's biggest releases for 2022's holiday season. Surprisingly, little has been announced regarding the upcoming Pokemon titles. I think he's wrong when he says that, but (laughs) that's just my opinion. Um, Details about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet starter Pokemon, the legendary Pokemon, and professors have been confirmed, but much remains to be revealed. That I can kind of get because gameplay and stuff like that really hasn't been talked about much. 
Um, now, one surprising unconfirmed detail is what bonus will be included with Scarlet and Violet's pre-order, something that appears to now have been shared early. Now, typically Game Freak and Nintendo will make an announcement out of the pre-order bonus for each Pokemon game. That announcement has yet to come for Scarlet and Violet, but it does seem fans won't have to wait for a Nintendo Direct. On the official Pokemon Center website, a banner for pre-ordering Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has cropped up at the top of the page. Included in this banner is the message, Bonus Gift with Purchase, Digital Code for an In-Game Backpack. Now, so what it's going to look like is it's going to be another cosmetic item, um, which in the previous game, I believe pre-order in, I think it was Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl, you have a Pokemon um, a Pikachu uh, shirt and Pikachu pants, and um, Eevee shirt and Eevee pants as your pre-order bonus. Um, so this time it looks like just you know make your character look different. Yeah, it's okay. it's just cosmetics. It doesn't do anything to get you further in the game. It's just there to make you look nice. Gotcha. An item that you know you typically can't get it through regular gameplay. Okay. Um, now, on both Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's product pages, it's further confirmed that the pre-orders will include the in-game accessory. Players will receive a backpack that can be worn in-game. However, the fine print states the backpack's design isn't currently available and will be revealed at a later date. The backpack is confirmed to be a cosmetic and won't impact gameplay in any way, so Pokemon fans won't have to worry if they miss out on the bonus. Um, you know, like I said, it's a cosmetic. It doesn't do anything. It's just going to be there to look nice. Always a good thing to have. You know, it's something that you can say, oh, I have this, and you don't. Right, um, right. You know, a lot of things with Pokemon has been going out. The legendaries have now finally been released. Koridon and Miraidon, they both represent the uh, past and future. Um, it looks like we might have some new evolutions that do correspond with the past and the future um, respective to the games um, a lot like I said is coming about these games I'm super excited to see what's coming next what Nintendo is going to release um, regarding these two games um, and if none of you guys know a pig Pokemon is now the mascot for these entire games um, it was released and everybody fell in love with him. His name is Lechonk. Okay. Oh my goodness. It is That's literally funny. a just fat pig. A fat pig. And everybody fell great. in love with him. That is great. And I find it yeah, I find it absolutely hilarious because in Spanish, Lechon is pig. Yep. So I was like, yeah, that's a nice, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice play on words. Um, he's literally become the mascot. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants him. Um, well, they did say so that they, this is like based out of like Spain or something, right? Yes, it is based out of Spain and the Iberian Peninsula is where it's okay. um gonna be at. Uh, so it's it it ties in a lot with like Spanish culture and stuff like that. Um, the new the mouse Pokemon that they were talking about has also been released. I yeah, forget its name. Yeah, Ratatouille, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I said, I can't wait. I definitely want to get these pre-orders when they're available. Um, also, they're not available. I will for get pre-orders. 
I don't believe so. No, I keep checking. I keep checking Amazon because I do want to get like the double pack. Yeah. Um. Now the games are up there on Amazon. Um. I think. I think you can pre-order the single games on Amazon. The double pack isn't out, but the mystery gift isn't in any of the pre-orders yet. Okay. Um. So I think to be able to get said gift, you have to get it from like the Pokemon website. Pre-order uh, from there. Um. I don't remember if I pre-ordered from Amazon the last time, um, but I did get that bonus and Diamond and Pearl. Um, so there is a chance. I will just keep a lookout for that. Um, the double packs is where it's at. Supposedly, this double pack is supposed to look really nice. It's supposed to be like tin and stuff like that. Oh, but that's, that's just, yeah, it's just speculation at the moment. Um, the other one for Diamond and Pearl was just a cardboard box that had both together and it was flimsy it broke so it went in the garbage where it belongs um what are your thoughts on it so uh as far as the double packs when you got the last one did you have the same the um plastic cases inside though so yeah the the double packs they came so it just came a thick piece of cardboard and both games were in there oh, okay. uh, with I the plastic you. everything i got you so you open cardboard box and just slid out your games and that was it. Nice, nice. Um, no, as far as Pokemon, man, you know, like I was telling you, I was listening to a podcast last month called Pokemon, and you know, you you listen to other people how they talk about Pokemon and, and the lore and you know how much they love these games, and it's just like, man, I really want to freaking play a Pokemon game. And then every single time I get into the game, I'm just like, all right getting kind of bored i'm only like half hour in but i'm just like what am i doing here you know it's too much reading yep. too much walking around but at the same time i'm like i haven't really tried anything new i haven't tried uh rcs or arceus um i haven't tried you know anything probably in the last three years um let's go pikachu i think was the last one i tried and that even bore me a little bit i kind of want to go back yeah. to it because like my my palette has changed as far as games go, and I feel like something a little slower, you know, in bed for an hour, hour and a half before bed, yep. you know, that I, I, it will do me justice. Um, I do want to get a, um, oh, man, I forget what it's called. It's a, it's like a Game Boy. It's a, like a new Game Boy they released. I forget the company releases it, but it's like it, you can connect it to your TV. You can play it on the go. You can play Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Um, they have attachments for Sega Game Gear. But apparently it's nice. the best way to play, like, a lot of the old handheld games. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's on pre-order right now for the, the second shipment. And I'm like, man, should I just – it's like 200-some dollars, though. That's the problem. I'm like, should Eesh. I do it? Am I really going to play my handheld games? Do I want to play Pokemon? I have a couple Pokemon games here. I forget which ones they are, you know, and for the – for the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and I'm just like, am I really going to play these games? But, you know, I want so bad to be, to, to, to play these games and love them because, yeah. one, there's so many of them, and I like collecting games, and two, it's just the lore in itself. It's just like, it's so massive, you know, and it's something that I feel like I would love to continue to learn about, but it's just something I'm going to love playing. So, right. that's where I'm at yep. with Pokemon, man. I love hearing about them. I love you know, even when you talk about them and stuff, it's just like, I'm excited to hear about it, but I'm hesitant to try and start playing them again because I feel like I'm just going to be, like, before, you know, the half hour, an hour in, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, this is boring.
yeah. mean, that's kind of where I'm at with um with with the Pokemon genre. I, I tell you one thing, I wish I kept all my cards from back in the day. My yeah, goodness. I'm still collecting. Yeah, so I'd probably be a freaking millionaire by now. But I don't doubt that. Yeah. But yeah, all moving right. on to oh. story number three. Um one yep. game that I do love is the Assassin's Creed series. Now, um one when it first came out for PS3, you know, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed two, three, Brotherhood, um, I, I recently got the Ezio collection for the Switch. Man, those games were everything to me. I loved them. Even Assassin's Creed 1 where you had to ride your horse for literally 45 minutes to get from one town to the other. Like, at that time, that was, you know, unique to video games. So, yeah. Um, but I freaking loved it. I loved I loved the, the genre. Um, and then Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I, I, that's one of my first games for the PS5. Um, I only got about halfway through, which is kind of like the name of the game for me when it comes to video games these days. I play halfway, and then I come back two years later and beat them. But um, the uh, Assassin's Creed after Valhalla, a lot of people were saying, what's going to happen with Assassin's Creed? We've heard a lot about a live service game for Assassin's Creed. So um, one thing that Ubisoft did say is that with Assassin's Creed Infinity and a smaller scale, Infinity is the uh, live service game, smaller scale AC game reportedly in the works, Ubisoft reveals when it will share more information. Ubisoft will reveal the future of Assassin's Creed in September, the publisher has announced. As part of its 15th anniversary announcements today, the French company strongly suggested that some kind of Assassin's Creed announcement is on tap for then. The Assassin's Creed teams hope the community will enjoy these celebrations and invite all players to join them this September as they unveil the future of Assassin's Creed during a very special event, Ubisoft said. That's all the publisher had to say, but one possibility is that we'll hear more about the ambitious Assassin's Creed Infinity, it's a codename, um, during the event, or potentially the rumored smaller-scale Assassin's Creed title that focuses on Valhalla character Basim. In terms of what we do know is coming, Ubisoft's 15th anniversary celebrations of Assassin's Creed includes new activities in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a free trial for Origins, and weekly celebrations through a dedicated site. Assassin's Creed Origins actually was probably one of my favorites. I freaking loved it. As for the very special event, Ubisoft did not say if this will be an Assassin's Creed-focused event or a showcase of Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft's other upcoming games. Ubisoft is expected to hold a big showcase later this year with around 20 game announcements, including brand new reveals and updates for existing titles. Whether or not this is the, se- this is the September event, wait, whether or not this is the September event, however, is unknown. That was written really weird. Either that or I can't read, which I think we've already established, but... Um, yeah, you know how do you feel about the Assassin's Creed? Um, you know, Assassin's Creed games in general. You know, are you a fan, and are you excited about what's coming as far as this live action game? Um, well, I feel the same way about Assassin's Creed that you do about Pokemon. <laughs> um, That's great. So I've I've played it. I think I've played Origins. Um, when it came out free on like PlayStation Plus. Um, and I, I played it through for a little bit. I got maybe two, three hours into it. Um, it was good. I really liked it. It definitely takes some finesse for some things. Um, all the other games I haven't played at all whatsoever. Um, holy smokes. I told you, man. He got them all. I'm trying to tell you, this, these are just the PS3 ones. So this is the first one, Assassin's Creed, right here. You know what I mean? This thing right here just kind of like transcended video games. Now, 
this game, Assassin's Creed for the PS3, I believe it came out for 360 as well, was supposed to be another Prince of Persia game. And somehow it turned into, you know, the developers were like, this is, this is completely different than anything we've done for Prince of Persia. Let's make a new game. And this came out of that. The second game, Assassin's Creed 2, oh my goodness, bro. I honestly, you know what, I might actually even play some. Assassin's Creed 3, we got Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Revelations. Oh, actually, I got two Revelations. Why? I don't know. But different covers, so that's probably why. You know, when I see stuff like this, I'm just like, yeah. bing bong, it's mine, very nice. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. but yeah, man, you know, it's, it's Assassin's Creed's good. Um, I think one thing that kind of turned me off from Valhalla was the fact that I'm halfway through and I got like 40 hours in that game. You know what I mean? I like, you know, it, it's a great story. Um, the, the whole traveling thing is kind of getting to me, but, you know, the more you unlock more um, fast travel sites, the game gets better. Um, yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still a very linear narrative player. Like, I loved um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I didn't stop playing that game until I finished it because I knew where to go every single time, you know? Just take me to the action, give me a linear path, and I'm good to go. The only game that I really, um, as far as open world that I can keep playing forever is is Grand Theft Auto, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, it's funny that you say that that you feel the same way about Assassin's Creed as as I do about Pokemon. But, yeah, 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 but it's great, and one thing I will say, I, I hope that Ubisoft, you know, this next game looks better because even Valhalla kind of looked a little bit janky. They did make some upgrades, um, but it, it still looked like an early PS4 game. You know what I mean? Where yeah, The Last of Us Part One, The Last of Us uh, remake for PS4 looked better than that. You know, there's PS4 games that look way better than this PS5 game. So, but yeah, I'm I'm actually excited. I'm I'm excited to see what else they have for us as far as um, you know other games that Ubisoft has you right, know, right. works, but um, one thing I will say about Ubisoft, that's another company going through it as far as harassment and the workplace culture, so hopefully they change that, and then also, you know, I hope they get off this um, blueprint they have, like, it feels like every game they make, whether it's Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, so on and so forth, they all feel similar, you know, regardless of what y- you can kind of see, like, alright, well, let's follow this blueprint from point A to point Z, we're just going to put different characters, but it's pretty much all the same crap. So, um, yeah. although I do enjoy some of them, you know, I hope, I hope they can change it at some point, but do you have another sure. story? Unfortunately, I do not have right. another story for any of you guys. I have one more. Um, it's, um, another Blizzard story, believe it or not. And once again, Whoa. you know, Blizzard, look, man, they put out some great games, you know, let's, let's take this dark cloud off of Blizzard. This Bobby Kotek Dark Cloud so we can focus on the games. But this is another kind of negative uh, story that ha- comes out of um, Blizzard. So the the wow, I had sheesh. I think I just had a mini breathe, stroke. Breathe. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Alright, so this um, article is from Cameron Koch. It says, Diablo Immortal is exactly what fans feared it would be. First of all, have you ever played any of the Diablo Diablo games? No. Neither have I, but that's another game that I'm like, damn, this game looks dope, you know, but when I got into it, actually, I did play um, Diablo 3. I dabbled in that because I believe it was either on Game Pass or it was free on PlayStation Plus, but... It's free on Plus because I have it too. Yeah, it's very... I thought it was going to be more action, but it's more so more point and click 
type thing. Um, oh, okay. You know, I thought it was going to be more like Devil May Cry, and it wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. it, the, the aesthetics, yes, but the gameplay, no. So it says Blizzard had a chance to buck mobile game trends with Diablo Immortal. It embraced mobile gaming's worst and most predatory pay-to-win practices instead. Which, come on. Diablo Immortal has been out in the wild for several weeks now, and in that time, the verdict has become clear. In addition to being heavily monetized, Diablo Immortal is without a doubt pay-to-win. Ahead of release, fans knew Diablo Immortal would have microtransactions. After all, the game is free-to-play, and of the story content or main features are locked behind a paywall. Blizzard needs to make money on Diablo Immortal somehow. But it wasn't clear to what extent the studio would monetize what it heralded as the most ambitious Diablo game to date. Fans assumed it would include a premium currency, paid cosmetics, and a battle pass, and it includes all that and more. What was less clear, and what Blizzard failed to disclose, was how heavy a role money plays when it comes to progressing your character in Diablo Immortals Endgame, and the advantage doing so gives you over other players. At the heart of the issue is legendary crests and legendary gems. You see, not all legendary gems are created equal. Some are incredibly rare and powerful. These five-star legendary gems are miles above one or two-star legendary gems, granting more powerful effects, but also higher stats in the form of more resonance, a stat of, in the form of more resonance, a stat which boosts the life and damage value of items. As a player, you want as many of these powerful gems and as much resonance as possible. You also want to upgrade them as many times as possible to further increase their power. Gems are upgraded by salvaging unwanted legendary gems, and higher level gems not only require the leftover scrap of unwanted gems, but also require dozens of gems of the same type in order to be upgraded. It goes on to say, The issue is that obtaining these highly coveted and extremely powerful gems is only possible through legendary crests. These crests are a premium item that can be purchased for real money and guarantee a legendary gem of some sort will drop when it's used in conjunction with the game's elder risk. Legendary crests also include a small, roughly 5% chance to drop a 5-star legendary gem. If you are completely free, if you are a completely free-to-play player, or even a player who only buys the battle pass and a few one-time bundles, you will have only a few legendary crests by the time you reach the end game. To earn more, you need to spend more money. To earn more, you need to spend more money. Instead, free-to-play players are relegated to using rare crests, which do not include any chance at all of a 5-star legendary gem, and don't even guarantee a legendary gem of any sort upon completing an Elder Rift. Considering how many legendary gems are also needed for upgrade purposes, players who aren't using legendary crests can expect to make almost no progress for weeks or months at a time when it comes to one of the key ways to improve your character. I'm going to end that there. Your thoughts? That's horrible. It's yeah, horrible. For real. <laughs> There's not I, I can say. How, how do you... How do you go and take money and money and money from your player base and then think that you have a good game? Right. You don't. You can't you can't justify literally just gouging players for everything they have. Every single thing. It, it just it doesn't I read an article somewhere that <laughs> that said to completely um, power up your character, to completely level up your character, you would have to spend, and this is just one person, over $100,000 to completely level up your character. Like, that's nuts. 
That is nuts. And then the fact that you can't really even... I get it. Like, free-to-play games, you know, like Fortnite, you can still enjoy the game without having to pay. You don't even need to pay the, you know, buy the battle pass. Like Halo, you don't yeah. have to buy the battle pass to enjoy the crap out of that game. You know what I mean? And it's free to play. And the campaign is free. Now, you have this game with Blizzard. Again, these crooks, these greedy people other Bobby Kotick. F. Bobby Kotick, by the way. If you, yeah. Make sure you know that. They're, they're censored. <laughs> right. They're censored for the audience. You know, the fact that you have to spend so much money just to enjoy this game or be as good as other players is beyond me. And then the fact that it takes weeks for you to just level up a tiny bit is ridiculous. So, um, yeah. you know, I just want to throw more shade at freaking uh, Blizzard because I can't stand them. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is, what it ain't, what it isn't. You know what I mean? But It be like that. Yeah, it be like that. So, but yeah, man, that's all I got. If you don't have anything else, man, I think it's time to sign off. You know, I appreciate yes, everybody tuning in. As always, you can catch us on twitch.tv slash the entertainment plaza. Catch us live on twitch.tv slash the entertainment plaza. If you do not or cannot catch us live, check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash the entertainment plaza or just simply search the entertainment plaza podcast. And if you just want the audio version, you know where you can catch us on all podcast services around the globe. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, so on and so forth. Once again, just search for the um, Entertainment Plaza podcast. And one thing you can do for us, you can like and subscribe on YouTube. You can uh, follow us on Twitch and give us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Goes a long way. But with that being said, once again, we truly appreciate you guys tuning in. For my brother Brian, I'm Moses. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.